Welcome to the Sober Vibes Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Anderson. I decided to end my decade-long love affair with alcohol in 2012 at 29 years old. I chose to live openly as a recovering alcoholic with honesty and humor while figuring it out one day at a time. This space will bring you weekly episodes of my own personal experiences with my addiction and sobriety, as well as me interviewing incredible souls who are living life without drugs and alcohol. This podcast is here to inspire you, empower you, uplift you, and bring you some laughter along the way in your own journey. Sit back, relax, and let's have a time. Welcome to the Silver Vibes Podcast. I am your host, Courtney Anderson. You are listening to episode 58. Yes. <laughs> so today's topic, I think, is, is good. I wanted to actually do like a sober summer podcast. However, I had asked in my Silver Vibes Facebook group, you know, this comes from you. And there was a couple times asking them, asking you what you would like to hear, what topics you would like me to talk about. And there was one topic that kept coming up and coming up and coming up. And I'm like, well, this is very interesting. And of course, I asked, like, get specific on it. And it really comes about long-term sobriety. Okay, so today's going to... We're going to dip into long-term sobriety and recovery. But first, make sure if you need any help uh, in your journey currently right now to check out my coaching services. I either do one-on-one or I have my group coaching uh, monthly program called Sober Focus. And there's four meetings in there a month plus a workshop. You get access to all previous months. Uh, I do a book of the month. Lots of product discounts in there as well. So come check it out if you are needing help. The links are in the show notes, okay? If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out on me on Insta or email me at sobervibes at gmail.com. Second, we have a new sponsor to the show, Organifi, and that is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I. And this is supplements, okay? It's really important for me to provide you with the best products that I believe will help you in your sobriety and recovery. And this by far is one of them healing your body from the damage that was done in your drinking or drug days. It's perfect to start with supplements, high quality ingredients. They are certified non GMO, organic, vegan, gluten-free. It's very convenient. All you do is add the supplements into your favorite beverage. You can drink it with water Each one that you get, they recommend how it's best used. So like with my greens, I just add it to cold water. Same thing for my, the immunity booster. Those are my two favorite. And of course I was approved by my OB for people wondering about that because you know that I am currently pregnant. So check out the green juice. The reds is good too. My sister is loving the reds because that is helping her decrease her caffeine intake and kind of give her that mid-afternoon boost. Tons and tons and tons of great products that they have. Visit the website. I will put the link in the show notes too. It's Organifi.com slash Sober Vibes. And then use the code Sober Vibes and it will get you 20% off at checkout. 
If you have any questions about any of the products, reach out to me too. So getting into the topic of our show today, of this episode, long-term sobriety and recovery. So a couple of women were like, you know, how do you keep feeling good? Or they asked me how to consistently stay sober after like three, six months. One person said, I don't want to get lazy after a year of being sober. And this is where I'm going to tell you in some of this shit, you might not want to hear some of what I'm about to say. you probably might not agree with me and that's okay. But for my opinion and where I stand on almost nine years sober, this it's a daily choice. As you grow into your sobriety and recovery, it gets easier. However, it's still a choice not to drink alcohol. You are not going to get to five years and be like, this is fucking great. <laughs> Trust me. You will not get to the, and when I say this is fucking great, of never having that thought again. It is going to come about. When we went into lockdown, <clears throat> I started having drinking dreams again because my stress was elevated. And that is also too, and I've noticed with my drinking dreams, anytime I'm more stressed out in my life, it shows up. Okay. So this is why this whole thing, this whole, this whole journey, you have to continuously work on yourself. And that's where I get, when I see some of the language used or people do not want to address this as an addiction, it's scary because people get to the point where it's like three, four, five, six months or after a year and they want the magic answer. And this is where sometimes social media and people, I mean, including myself, of sharing their experiences can be dangerous for others when I believe that the proper terminology in this is being what it is, is not being used because statistically 80% of people who try to get sober relapse. So it's not just a thing about going alcohol free. It's not just about identifying like, okay, well, I'm, I'm a sober woman. Now it's all going to be great. I'm a sober man, whatever. It's all going to be great. You have to do work. And that's where the sobriety Anyone can be sober, okay? But that's why you have to choose to work on your recovery every day. Whether that's you get yourself in a 12-step program. Honestly, and people want to knock it, but then it's just like, well, this is a free option for you to go and partake in and get some help. Get yourself a therapist. <laughs> get yourself a coach. I have hired different coaches in different stages of, of these past nine years. I have dipped in and out of therapy. I mean, I was in therapy before I quit drinking, but in these last year, I have dipped in and out of therapy, which I'm about to call my therapist <laughs> again, because I, I, since I was so sick my first trimester, I had to cancel on her my last appointment, and I just never rescheduled. But I'm about to because of now being on mild bed rest, I have to talk to somebody of just about a little bit of anxiety that I'm having, having and get my mental back on track. Because if you listen to my sister and I's episode last week, 
I'm just mentally antsy, okay? And that's my own thing of just having to surrender and stay still, and I have to work on that, but I would like to talk about that with a professional. <laughs> so I've dipped in and out of therapy. I've continuously read personal development books to continuously work on my emotional sobriety, which goes into recovery. So there's no magic answer to tell you guys Tell anybody, like, what is the secret? And I think people want to know the secret. And there is no secret other than you have to continuously work on this. It's not just about going, stopping drinking and fucking, like, poof, there's a magical unicorn and life is better. Because you are going to go in ebbs and flows of your life. There's going to be some good fucking shit that happens to you and some bad shit that happens to you. And because you're programmed the way you are, when both those situations happen, you're going to always want to be have that drink or grab for the celebration or go into a spiral where you don't feel good. And then you kind of start spiraling and start acting out like you would in your active addiction days. So I always come from a place of addiction. I was an addict. That's why, too, you want to get into gray area drinking. Okay. You get into gray area drinking, but then you look at your past and you had a raging cocaine problem. Or you were using marijuana to, to escape. And then you get into this like drink or heroin or crack or sex addiction or shopping. Okay. Or eating for us ladies, a lot of the issue starts with food. That's why if you've ever had an eating disorder, you should never, never, never pick up alcohol. So where there's one addiction, there's usually two to three. Now, that's where you have to be careful of this. And that's where I think as you get into social media, you read the tales. Yes, do I believe that alcohol use is, there's a disorder? Absolutely. But you have to address this problem and you have to continuously work on yourself. Because that first year, all you're trying to do is get to the year of not drinking. I did it. I just had to make it through that year of being like, oh my God, get me through another day. Get me through another day. Cool, cool, cool. The days add up. And then after the first year, it was time to start working on the emotional stuff that caused me to drink in the first place. And that's where emotional sobriety and your recovery has to start. You guys, it's a process. <laughs> it's, it's a journey, but there is no magic answer besides just working on yourself and doing the work. And however that looks like to you, it looks like. But you have to put the effort in. You just can't be a slop kebab and be like, fuck it. And then, you know, you get there after a year. You're like, cool, I made it. I'm good. And then you don't do any work on yourself. And then you find yourself 30 days into that year being like, fuck it. What's the point of this? Because you have not dealt with any type of issues inside of you. You haven't dealt with that emotional sobriety and whatnot. Part of the reasons that I, I created Sober Focus, because I talk about topics in there that's going to help you with emotional sobriety, and that is huge, and build you and rebuild the person that you want to be, but it takes work, and if you're willing to show up for it, 
amazing. Do the work. Even doing the work one day could be going on a walk for 30 minutes, okay? Doing the work is a conscious choice, too, every day to not drink. But a lot goes into it. And as each year goes by, there's different shit that will come up in your life or different shit you remember from your childhood. And it's like, whoa, (laughs) why the fuck am I just remembering this now? Or gaining clarity in relationships that you have with family members or friends and being like, oh, this is how this is. This is truly how this is. And this is how it's always been. But now I'm waking up because I'm a new person and I have to see this shit for how it really is. You know, a lot of people, too, who have drinking issues, problematic relationships with alcohol, addiction. There's a lot of mental health issues that are underlining. So, again, that's kind of why I believe that some of the stuff I see on social media, some of the stuff I've read, it is dangerous of how it is described because that's their person's experience, but also to their experience, maybe they don't have some depression or anxiety. You know, I one time, not on this podcast, but a previous podcast that I was on, I had interviewed somebody who was well known in this space. We did not run this, we did not run this episode because this person said they had an easy sobriety. And I like dropped my pen. I said, what do you mean you had an easy sobriety? And this person was like, and I'll never say who the person was. Okay. So please don't even try to slide into my DMs. I'm not like that, but I just want you to get this overall thing. Okay. And this person's very successful in this, this space. I had an easy sobriety and I said, what, what do you mean by that? And it was, the person really couldn't elaborate on it. And then I said, did, Did you have any type of trauma in your life? No. Did your parents drink? No. Okay. (laughs) So, and to me, that was just like, well, you're like, good for you. As Kim would say, you're one of God's special children. (laughs) But that's not the case for 80% of, of people who have an active addiction with alcohol and have that toxic relationship, man, there was trauma, whatever your trauma was, there was trauma. So I do not believe in people who have easy sobrieties because this is a fucking fight. And I get passionate about this because this, this is where when, when these women were commenting on that post of like what they wanted to hear, it was almost mind boggling of just like, but this is what I mean. This information is not being told and people are spinning it and maybe using softer verbiage than using what this is. And this is a brain disease. Alcohol takes over your brain and it creates something and takes it over. And all of a sudden you are addicted. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with, there is no shame in the game of saying I have, I'm an alcoholic or I have an addiction to this substance and I don't have control over it because that's when you start saying that there's freedom in it. 
why I've shared my story, how I've shared my story is because there's freedom of releasing that shame. I'm not saying you have to do this. There's freedom of releasing that shame and getting educated on what alcohol does to the human body and to the mind and getting educated with how it was presented to you in your childhood and addressing your type of trauma that led you to getting involved with a substance that made you feel better because you could escape and numb out. Okay. So the answer to your question is what is the secret to long-term sobriety? What is the secret that's going to get you past? And this goes back into the pink cloud too. Like, yeah, you feel euphoria and whatnot. If you had, I've said it before. I I haven't had it. I never had the pink cloud. I was like Schmeagol for two years. I felt like a gremlin. Like I was just, it was beyond. (laughs) But the secret is of making that choice on a daily basis. This is why I've said to clients and to women, I've put it on my social media. You have to keep connected to your why. And that why needs to be burned into your brain every day. Because there's going to be struggles. My fifth year, I've said it. I felt like I was in a, I felt like I was in a um, midlife crisis at 35 years old. Turned 35, five years sober, and I resort, started resorting back to some, some dry drunk behaviors. And just was not a nice person. That fifth year is hard. So that's what I'm saying. Each year it's going to be different and some years are easier than others, but it does eventually just get easier, but you have to put in the work. You have to, have to, have to put in the work. And then you wonder why when you hear stories of people relapsing at like eight, nine, 10, 15 years, it's because it's never too far away from you. That thought and that being of like, you know, your relationship with alcohol, that addict in you, it's never too far away from you ever okay and like a couple weeks ago when I was not feeling good mentally that's when I started to kind of self-sabotage and do some you know and just like lash out at my sister and then try to ruin my baby shower (laughs) I laugh about it now because I feel a little bit better but you know what I mean just like it's just it's it's childish but obviously that's still in me And that's still a work in progress I have to get through. That's it, folks. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this episode. I needed to be on a pedestal on this one. I'm not a pedestal. Yes, a pedestal. Is that what it's called? Whatever. Or my soapbox. Because it really is, it's just one of those things that, and again, I'm not, however you choose to recover, you choose to recover and whatever your plan of sobriety is that works for you. I'm just answering the specific questions and seeing what I've seen of people are starting to sugarcoat this shit and you cannot sugarcoat these behaviors in this addiction when it's been a matter of life and death for people. Honestly, it's addiction. Alcohol is a very addictive substance. Then you can't just keep sweeping shit under the mat and not taking care of it because it will show up down the road in your sobriety and where you're going to feel like wonky. I mean, like, oh, my God, 
And it's that easy to go and take a drink. That easy. So, again, start doing personal development. Start meditating. Seek out a coach if that's the route you want to go. Seek out a therapist. Get yourself into a 12-step program. These are, these are options. Start exercising every day to, to have yourself build a routine, build a structure for yourself. You, you just, you, you start eating healthier. That's going to make you feel 10 times better, but you have to do the work in, in, in some way to keep yourself on the straight and narrow. And, and again, just remember your why of why you want to live a sober life and work on your recovery and in time it gets easier but you got to work on that stuff that's haunted you for for your your life and got you to the point of reaching for the bottle as always thanks for listening if you can if you haven't already please rate review and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode remember the link is in the show notes for organify to get your supplements and start healing your body naturally today you get 20% off at checkout using code SOBERVIBES. I have my one-on-one coaching program and my group coaching program, Sober Focus. Those links are in the show notes. If you're looking for a calendar of 30 days of Sober Not Boring, it's a, a calendar I put together with activities. If you're feeling a little antsy, don't know what to do, grab that too. That's in the show notes. And two, feel free to find... Sober Vibes Facebook group and come join. And that's for women only. Keep on trucking, everybody. Thanks for listening.